lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> Especially the kunk kunk part. Just like last time, I was like, oh, I'll get it figured out this time. Volley will be like so impressed with me. Afraid you're gonna conjure him or something. <laughs> Hi. 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 We're the Reading Queens, and we're here to blab about our favorite books, why we love them, and the book boyfriends we wish were real. And we're back for another episode. So, welcome, everyone. We're very excited that you're here. I'm Valia. I'm Joanna. I'm Kristen. Stacy. And yeah, we're here. We're talking books. So, I'm really excited about this episode and the trope we're going to discuss today. But, how's everyone feeling today? All right. <laughs> as well as can be expected. I love that every single time I ask that question, there's like a pause in the thing. Like, what? I don't know. <laughs> it's always really funny. Well, I was going to mention that I was trying to do the homework that you guys assigned to me from last week and finding like my favorite character. Mm-hmm. And I really couldn't think of any, like I thought about it all week and I couldn't like think of a favorite favorite. But this morning before we sat down to record, I was like, I loved Alex from the Covenant series by Jennifer L. Armentrout. Have any of you guys read it? I haven't. So that's my favorite thing by her. Um, hands down. And it's very much like the Vampire Academy. Then I need to read it. (laughs) Then you need to read it. Yes. Um, But it's like the same feeling because they are in the Academy, but it's like Greek gods instead of vampires. And so I don't know. It's so, yeah, it's, it's so good. I think it's her best work, even though it's like the second thing I think she published, (laughs) but I love it so much. And I really love Alex and she's like the kick butts you know, training and dealing with all the drama, kind of a girl with powers that, you know, she like discovers and it's so good. So we I like, like those yeah, kick butt like girls. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's, that's our thing. <laughs> but yeah. So Joanna, you should read it. You can I add that to your will. list. <laughs> My list is just growing and growing and growing. <laughs> yes. But you moved this week, right? Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was pretty crazy moving with three little kids and we we've lived in the house for 13 years and had never moved with kids before and we thought we were going to stay there forever but you know life happens and we had to move right. and it all went really well um I would we had a ton of people helping us on Saturday so we're all in we just have a couple more things to do at the old house and then we're done with the house yeah, <laughs> so that's it's awesome. like bittersweet like we're excited to be in the new place but we're sad to leave the old place yeah it makes sense but yeah very tired but I am here (laughs) and ready to discuss books (laughs) exactly that's all that matters Stacey what'd you do this week um I am working on copy edits for my Faye book so I um was listening to my book that I'm reading for this week for the podcast um and I did not finish it so (laughs) <laughs> um, it ended up being like a really bad time to like, here, let's wait till the last minute. Cause I procrastinate everything. And it's an 18 hour book on audiobook. I didn't realize oh, it was wow. that long. <laughs> yeah. At the same week I'm doing copy edit. So, um, you got the trope part, right? Yes. What we were talking about. So Definitely there you did. go. Cause I think, didn't you say that you weren't sure if it like works with the trope? Yes, and it does. Yay. I'm that's excited perfect. to hear about it. Yeah, me too. Kristen. 
You're being awfully quiet. I'm just listening to what everybody else is doing. Um, <laughs> I, my kids, I live in the West and all of the kids here have been virtual schooling. It's uh, most of them since uh, for, for like almost a year. So basically that's what I've been doing this week is making sure my because stuff is due and at school. So I'm just making sure they have their stuff in and they're not flunking. And then um, at night I've been working late. Um, I am on the board for Deep Magic Easy. And I don't know if I ever mentioned that actually. And so I've been reading. Yeah, I'm like very uh, low key on that, but I actually do read the story. <laughs> so if you're a writer, I might be reading your story and um, just selecting which ones I want to recommend to the managing editor for our upcoming issue and doing some writing like late, late at night. So yeah, that's what, that's what I've been up to. And reading, more reading. I mean, I read, yeah, I read very little this last week and I'm very bummed about that because I'm currently like in the middle or finishing up a buddy read. I mentioned this before on here and we're literally on the last like two chapters and I haven't read them. So I feel really bad that yeah. she has to wait yeah. for me to like discuss That's like it. the worst place <laughs> like, for I'm your buddy sorry. to have to wait for you is the ending. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I will say reading all short short stories are a lot of times experimental and they're very heavy on emotion. So I get to read really like truly creative work and I've been reading short stories almost every day. So I think it's awesome. So, yeah, that is awesome. I always think short story. I mean, every type of writing is like a different type, like short stories, you just, it's structured mm -hmm. so different and it's just completely different than like a novella and then a full length novel or like even a high fantasy novel. But I'm always like really impressed by short story writers because I, I can do a novella, but anything outside of that, I just, it's really, really hard. <laughs> For me, it's gotta be like the specific type of story. Mm -hmm. like and I don't tend to just come up with those, so I don't write them. Well, they have to be yeah. um, obviously structured differently, and there's um, techniques for that. But one thing that you'll see is sometimes the authors will do something. Like I've, I read a story. Uh, I liked it. We published it, and it was done in reverse order, so it was um, ending to beginning. So it was. Ooh. So you oh, wow. you can see really um, a lot of. A very experimental work and a lot of times um in a main book it's really risky to kill off your main character or like beloved characters in short stories everybody is at risk like nobody's safe anyone could yeah. die and a lot of times you will have um in that emo in in a short story you'll have that emotion like a kick in the face like every single time but you don't know what emotion mm, you're in mm -hmm. for i read one the other day and i knew what emotion they were going to do and i had an idea of what was going to happen and even though i knew in advance and it's you know it's like four thousand words and at the end of the four thousand words i was just bawling total wreck just devastated i was just trashed after i read that and i i wrote to the uh, the managing editor and i was like we we should publish this book <laughs> the emotion in this is <laughs> off the charts it's legit but you know so it's i don't know i just ha i have a i have it's a special place in my heart for short stories and for authors that can either make you laugh so hard you're crying or just so just have so much heart in a story that it's it just really it, it's like I said it's like a kick in the face 
Yeah, that's that's super impressive because it's such a mm-hmm. small like yeah. amount mm-hmm. of words to make that mm-hmm. big of and an And they impact. have a whole like, story. I can tell a story in a whole world and <laughs> yeah. these, you know, developed. It, it is. It's like you know, it's it's amazing. Anyway, you can tell I'm just I'm so impressed with the yeah. stories I've read lately. Just, <laughs> the authors are phenomenal. That's I mean, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, I got off track <laughs> with my read. No, my it's read. okay. <laughs> it's perfect. We'll just segue into what we read for this week because this is like a perfect spot for it. Um, but I'm excited to talk about these books for sure. We're going to start with Joanna and she's going to tell us what the trope is as well as the book that she read for it. Um, so yeah, take it away. Yeah. <laughs> So you might have guessed it, but the trope that we were reading this week was hidden magic. And hidden magic is some, well, magic. We all know what magic is. But it's like hidden from the world. Like think Harry Potter, that Harry didn't have, he had no idea about the wizarding world until he was thrust into it mm-hmm. and so that's that's what we read i read um clockwork angel by cassandra claire it's part of the infernal devices trilogy um cassandra claire she has this whole world of hidden magic that the infernal devices is actually prequel stories to her the first ones which was the mortal mm-hmm. instruments i think a lot of people are familiar with it there was a tv show Mm-hmm. called shadow hunters yeah, is this the one so, that, is it historical because it's based yeah so infernal lines? yeah so the infernal devices is historical it starts in 1878 um in england so it's also in a different location than mm-hmm. the mortal instruments was but in this world we have shadow hunters um who are and i don't i, I never know how to say this because i've heard it said diff- like pronounced different ways but nephilim I th- that's how I hear Is that right? It. Yeah. I mean, okay. Sure, go with it. <laughs> <laughs> I always read it Nephilim, but then I heard everyone saying that. Anyway, so the, the shadow hunters, they're, they're Nephilim, I will call them that. And they, they're, they're, they're part human, but they're also part angel. Mm-hmm. And because they're part angel, they have higher stamina than humans. They're faster, they're stronger. And because they have these like special powers or whatever in order to protect the regular people, the muggles, but in this, in this world, they're called the mundanes, um, regular people like us, like to protect us from all of the monsters in the world, like the vampires and the werewolves and warlocks and the fae, which we all love fae. (laughs) But um, I, I love how this world is kind of created um, vampires and werewolves are mundanes who have some sort of a demon disease, like they were bit by something, and th- th- it's a disease that they have to become a vampire or a werewolf. Warlocks are half human, half demon, or I think they can be half warlock, half human. Like I think that's how other warlocks are coming mm-hmm. to creation. And then the Fae are half demon, half angel. So they're not human at all. And that's where they get the, like, they're good, but they're really cruel at the same time. Um, so these shadow hunters are to kind of tasked to protect the mundanes from being slaughtered by these monsters. So Clockwork Angel, it starts with our main character, Tessa Gray. Um, her 
she's an orphan her brother went to London she's actually from New York and she travels to London to meet up with her brother after her aunt dies who kind of raised them and but she's not she hasn't met up by her brother she's met up by these two women called Mrs. Dark and Mrs. Black who actually imprison her and we quickly learn that she is uh, all of the creatures are called downworlders and we find out that she's a downworlder who has the ability to and it's a rare ability no one has ever really seen it before but she can transform into someone else at will like she can change her entire appearance and she even can have the thoughts of those people so she can She's basically like a shapeshifter. Yeah. And so she uh, she meets some of the shadow hunters and um, there's a little bit of a love triangle with Will Herondale and Jem, um, James Carstairs. And the premise is her, she's trying to find her brother. Her brother's missing. And, but there's something going on with, um, people are downworlders wanting to destroy the shadow hunter so she kind of has to choose between should I try to rescue my brother mm-hmm. or should I help my new friends these shadow hunters and figure out what I am because she didn't know that she had that's so funny thing. and uh, so it's it's this world where they kind of have to keep it hidden magic that right <laughs> the, the humans like don't know what's going on she had no idea about any of this mm-hmm. until this like she was thrust into this and a lot of the, the time she's like I just want to find my brother and just get back to my life like I just want to just be a normal human but she's not and she kind of has to come to terms with that that she's always been a part of this world she just didn't know it and Mm -hmm. she can't really go back to that um but there's some mundanes that have what's called the sight where they can see um these creatures um and so a lot of times they'll be servants to the shadow hunters and help them out and things like that but but yeah, I it's it's I I reread it. I've read it before, and it was really fun to get back to it because honestly, this series, it it was kind of inspiration for several of my books that I've written. So so yeah, it was fun to get back to it. That's I cool. highly recommend it. That's cool. I that's my favorite by her, which I say without having to read the last book because you need to read the last book. I know. <laughs> but I told you this before. I'm like terrified of the ending, so I just like pretend to make my own. Like I pre-ordered the last book and it got here the day it came out and it's been sitting on my shelf just waiting for me to be brave enough to not get the ending that I want because that's usually well, what happens. <laughs> I think I think the ending's very satisfying. Like it's been a while since I've read the entire series but I feel like the ending I think you might be okay with it maybe I don't know because remember how me I'm like always the unconventional person when it comes to like who's the the popular choice and what they want them to happen and so I feel like that like that's my biggest thing is like I don't want to find (laughs) out that I just like don't get my way once again (laughs) well I think she did this one very well I get that I get that my very favorite book uh, fantasy book I didn't read anything else in the series and I don't like advertise that because it's a super popular fantasy book never read the rest of the series because I did not want it to ruin the first book for me okay so well so I'm not alone no no nope. <laughs> <laughs> yes you tell us what it was I know now I'm like what book is that <laughs> 
I want to know. She'll tell us in secret, maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe. Yay. I think I might know what it is, baby. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I've never heard of anybody else doing that, so that makes me feel so much better. Valia, I got you, girl. Maybe Yay. some people who are listening to this, they'll be like, same. And then ninety, the rest of the 99% will be like, you guys are weird. You guys are so weird. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've heard people say that before, that they're like afraid mm-hmm. to finish it because okay, they love good. it so much. Okay. Yeah, no, I've heard it. But there is a small percentage of us. So it's fine. It's really funny yeah, though, because I've so. never done that with another book. Mm-hmm. Like it's just that series because everything, like there is a uh, series that I really, really loved. Um, the night, I think it's the nightshade. It's by Andrea Kramer. Do you guys remember that? It was a, it was a werewolf book and I loved those books so much. Like the first two books just blew me away. And then I started reading the third book and it got spoiled to me as to what's going to happen. And I was like, nope, That's no fun. I don't want it. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't finish reading the book, but I knew what happened. So like I still had my answer and I was like, nah, I don't, I don't, I don't like it. That's what happened with Allegiant. I never finished oh, Allegiant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel like a lot of people got a lot spoiled of people- there. Although yeah, well, a lot of people were angry with the end of that one. Really yeah. mad. She had death threats. Um, yeah. Yeah. Whoa. People were intense. But I am I am grateful to her because she was like the Game of Thrones before Game of Thrones was popular. Because now <laughs> authors, when they write characters, their readers, they have a more emotion in the story because they know any character can die. So it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So it we're was, like, thanks yeah. for taking one it. for the team, Veronica Roth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. That, yeah, that's true. It's interesting. Well, I, I think I know what you're worried about, Valia, and I you don't need to be worried not to like give away what's going to happen, but it's not what you think. Hmm. I know <laughs> I might have to, I think I would need to reread the whole thing yeah. though. Cause it's been so long since I read the first two, I would just need to be like, that's it. I'm binging the whole series. Let's just rip off the band aid and be done with it. What is like 10 years later? I don't know when the book came out. It's been so well, long. Yeah, I'm this, I have the rest of the series. I own it. It's on my shelf. I'm like, I will never read that because <laughs> that's funny. I've never read any. I've read all the Mortal Instruments, or four of them, but not all You've, of them. There's but six of the, the Mortal part. Instruments. Yeah, I've read, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I read the first three, and it was kind of finished, and then the fourth one kind of br- brings it back in, and I wasn't a huge fan. So yeah, I just I've read, read the original three, mm-hmm. and I have the fourth one, but I yeah. haven't, I, I didn't see the point. I thought it was done at three, so I was like, I'm good, you know? Right. She I was. Think she, yeah. was. Mm-hmm. she was done at three. Yeah. She was initially, yeah. Which I didn't like, kind of where she went with it in four, and yeah, so it kind of just give up. <laughs> What's fun about the Infernal Devices, though, is um, the last names. You recognize mm-hmm. a lot of last names yeah. because they're right. ancestors of people that you know later. Uh, it was published in Yeah, it is. So it has been, been 10 years. Is that 10 years? <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's, I'm actually, like, laughing at myself now. I can't believe I've waited for 10 years. <laughs> well, that was the first one. I'm sure that the third one was like Two, 2000 and, or, to, or 2012 yeah, probably, yeah. 2012 probably that whole once a year book mm-hmm. thing that we know nothing about right. <laughs> yep <laughs> Sometimes that's even true longer, so. yeah that's true great. Yeah. well yeah i guess maybe i'll i'll do that that'll be my uh 
2021 project. <laughs> <laughs> I'll finally read it. I liked but... the original original three, so the prequel series sounds really cool. Yeah. See, I think the like the Infernal Devices. I read that after the Immortal Instruments, and I loved it so much more. So did I. I think it was just more. I don't know if it's that the writing was like better, different because they were in London or right. They were in England the whole time. Yeah, like they they're Immortal Instruments is right. in New York, but Infernal yeah, Devices. So I think is in maybe London. like yeah. the setting was just better suited for the story, and the time frame was better suited for the story. I don't know. So I feel like maybe. Mortal Instruments was written first, right? So, I mean, writers get better as they get, as they progress. And she has another series now, too, that I haven't read any of it yet, but it takes place in California, I think, that is after after. Okay. Yeah, I haven't read it either. Uh I think so. I haven't read it, but I think she released one in 2020. Yeah, I've seen it. It's huge. It's like... A little brick. Yeah, it is huge. <laughs> it is huge. Yeah, like it's like, like it's like huge. <laughs> it's pretty big. Um, yeah, I, I I just I haven't really gone back to that world, and it's really interesting to me because um, the Shadowhunter series that you mentioned that was like a huge hit that like people were like it was really funny. People either like really loved it and really hated it. There was like no in between. Mm-hmm. Um, when it was out and then like when they canceled it people just like there was like a riot on twitter where they were like bring it back and everything <laughs> there was a movie there too, was wasn't there was there yeah, a movie, movie before there that? was a movie before that which i like didn't like anybody in that movie except for the main character i liked yeah i liked clary i, don't I think thought, i did either yeah lily collins is i like her as an actress and i thought I she her, did yeah. perfect but every single other person especially jace i was mm-hmm. like no, yeah, I really missed on that one. <laughs> they, I, I, I like that Jason he had the like he show. had the personality for it, but he's he, just yeah, a it was match. Just like and yeah, I don't know. Mm. I did. I do remember though when those books were like first becoming popular and people are like casting characters. They always pick like Alex is a pedophile or whatever to be Jace, and yeah. I was like, yeah. I see it one hundred percent. Yeah, and it just didn't happen. I remember that. Fans picked him for like everything, though. Anytime you had a blonde character, it was always him. And I think he oh, kind of got tired of I it. mean, yeah, <laughs> but he had the personality, like that whole like I don't know, just like a jerk. It sounds yeah. so bad when I say it. like that whole jerk, nonchalant, <laughs> like I'm better than you. Like I think he just would have pulled it off because the dude that did it in the movies, I was just like, no, I don't see it. <laughs> Well, and Will from Infernal Devices, I feel like he's a bigger jerk That's than true. Jace ever yeah. was. And yet, he is my favorite. They're both Harrendales. It's the first, like, the family trait. It's fine. Yeah. Yep. That's funny. I guess we could just, like, talk about this forever. No, I... <laughs> I An I'm episode about Hunter. the yeah. Shadowhunter world. I do think it's, like, amazing just how involved people have gotten in the world. Mm-hmm. Like, they just... They're such big fans. It's, like... I don't know. I, I love seeing, like fandoms just explode like that so it's really cool that well and talking about huge like yes that book is physically huge but it's also Mm -hmm. huge huge. like I've seen it everywhere it was on the the Goodreads People's Choice Goodreads Mm. for 2020 I don't know who I haven't seen who won but I think it was a finalist yeah I'm not surprised 
it it does it does show up like yeah. everywhere. I know. Really. Yes, Going it does. back to short stories, I I read one by Cassie Clare <laughs> that she wrote years ago, and uh-huh. it was really good. And so you know, it was just interesting to me because I I read that and I was like, she even though this was before she was super super famous, you could tell mm-hmm. like, she understood. She had all that emotion and great plot in that short story. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, didn't she start out as like a fanfic writer? So she yeah, like she understood writer. fandoms. That's what that I think that was important yeah. too because she understood the emotion that comes with being part of like a world as a fan. And I think that like makes a yeah. huge difference when you're writing something, you know, as intricate and big as this whole world that she created and then was like, "Here you go. <laughs> you guys can fangirl, fanboy over this." <laughs> So, I don't know. It's it's interesting. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think we should probably talk about another book. <laughs> Kristen, <laughs> you read something for this trope. So, you want to talk about it? Yes. I read Libba Bray's The Diviners. And interestingly enough, which I did not plan this in advance, and it literally just came to me, but the anthology of short stories that I read, I know I will quit after this. <laughs> <laughs> Libba Bray and Cassandra Clare were both in that anthology, and so was Holly Black. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I just wow. literally, I'm like, oh, I just find that <laughs> anthology. I'm like looking through my stuff, to see if I can find it. Anyway, um, they probably all have the same agent because Libba Bray and Cassie had the same agent. Is it Libba Bray or Libba Holly. Bray? I always call her Libba. I don't know. I would say Libba, but I could be wrong. Uh, she no can. Point. She can message Libba. us and let us know. Yeah, she'll let us yeah, know. Let us know. <laughs> After you listen to Just this, give us a call. <laughs> um, yeah, she's she's right on that. Um, so anyway, uh, the diviners. Mm. This one is hidden world, and it's also historical, but it's 1920s, and it is in New York. So the, I'm like, how do I how do I put this? Okay, so it was a. Sorry, you're probably gonna have to edit this volume. So I'm like thinking slowly my brain's like kunk 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 nope this is all staying in as I try to get off of my anthology story so the diviners by Libba Bray it is about a young woman her name is Evie and she has a um she wouldn't I think call it a magical ab- ability she thinks it's a strange a strange ability and it is a strange quirk um but what she can do and it's revealed really early on in the book is if she holds on to something that belongs to someone she sometimes is able to um, find out secrets about them she can that object will convey information about the owner to her so she um is partying and she's having a really good time and there's a boy there that's flirting with her and she um he gives her one of her objects she's like i'm gonna do a party trick and she normally keeps her ability very very secret because it's strange right and so and there's Mm -hmm. no magic in her world that she knows of so anyway she gets this object and so you get to see on the page when she um, performs this magic trick and the magic works and the cost of magic is the next day she'll have like a raging headache and um be like have a hangover but with but with no drinking so Mm -hmm. anyway she reveals at this party the um 
secret of this boy and it destroys her socially. So her family um, sends her away to New York just so she can, uh, so the so the gossip can die down before she can return. So she goes to stay with her uncle and her uncle um, owns this museum and he's a professor and he talks about the occult and um, the history of magic and all these things. And so of course it's this amazing, and the 1920s in New York is this amazing, vibrant uh, setting for a story. And it rotates POV. So Evie's the main character, at least in the first book. And it rotates through some of these other characters. And you can see they also have a magical abilities, but they're different. So, um, and, and they don't really tell you even in the end of the book exactly how all the pieces fit together. So through the series, it um, comes together and it's uh, really interesting. But this book is different from what I normally read in that it has a horror element. And Valia knows, <laughs> Valia, woo woo, I'm getting excited. And to me, I don't like horror, horror, um, like it legitimately freaks me out. I don't watch horror movies. If I, I read an award-winning book, a short story, I just wanted to check it out. And I didn't realize it was horror until I was towards the end. And since, and it's been years and I still, it still horrifies me. Like at the, the back of my mind, I'm like, my goodness. oh my gosh, can you believe what that, oh, it's terrible. So, <laughs> so anyway, diviners, it does have that horror element. And I feel like to be a good horror, um, obviously you're tapping into people's psyche and things that they're deeply, you know, viscerally frightened of. But in this one, the villain is so well done. He, like, um, you know how in Harry Potter, people are say, afraid to say Voldemort's name. That's how I feel about this character because he's so. I won't say like his you name. can't say his name. Are you going to conjure him or something? There's some dark. So I feel like kudos to the author because the bad guy is probably the scariest bad guy I have ever read. But with the caveat that I don't read very much horror, but really <laughs> legitimately creeped me out. So so for so dear reader be warned <laughs> this book is amazing the world building is some of the best i've ever seen and the um the villain is probably the best i've ever read so if you're into hidden worlds and you like and you think the 1920s would be something of interest to you this is definitely one to check out and she's a she's a, a master of her craft so very well written. It is an, it's, amazing. An, it's, I would Sounds almost really say good. it's a work of art. Uh, um, so I know I'm like, eh, I, I, that's really weird to say, right? That's I a really high compliment. <laughs> no, her that's craft, like, what's someone to say about right? my book? Her craft is really well done. And like I said, some of these elements are so strong. Um, just a, a very interesting, an interesting study. And you can tell when you read it that she has done a ton of research. And I, mm -hmm. as, for me, that's something I definitely appreciate um, the work that she put into this, this series. So, and every element, the language, the, 
the dialogue, the language that they use in the dialogue is, is phenomenal in that she uses, it's just immerses you in that world you feel like you're living in the 20s because of the language that they use and all, all the things that the characters are interested in and the things that are happening in the periphery of the world and the architecture mm. and just everything it was just phenomenally done so anyway i'll stop gushing <laughs> she's just awesome. read part of it but i never See finished me too it. because it was Ready. too scary uh, no, I don't mm -hmm. know. I, rem I remember mm -hmm. it's long mm -hmm. and it jumps around point of views. Um, and I think I just, it, it took me a little while to like get mm -hmm. into it. And then I'm just one of those people. I just put things down <laughs> and never pick them back up. Not because I choose to just yeah. because it's it definitely a so deep world. She spends yeah. a lot of time. It's a, it's a deep world. It's yeah. a long story burn. I actually didn't mm -hmm. finish. I have it sitting on my shelf and I think it's actually signed. Like I oh, wow. bought it in the bookstore Sweet. signed. I um, didn't finish but. the rest of the series. I only read this one because honestly, the the antagonist just scared the poop out of me. So I was like, I'm, I can't, <laughs> I can't read any more of this. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, I, I have yes. started it. So when I was living in New York, I would read, I have a physical copy. It's on my shelf. Um, it's the old original cover that I like love. And um, when I was in New York, I would, you know, obviously take the subway everywhere. So I had a Kindle version and I would just read it whenever I was on the subway. And I started it like right before I left New York. And so when I stopped like riding the subway, I stopped reading it. And it was like, I wouldn't go back to it because I just got sad. <laughs> oh. That I wasn't like reading it on the train. Oh. <laughs> I know, it's so dramatic. <laughs> but that's what happened and then like I just haven't picked it up again and then I think I did it like recently I did an Instagram post um with the picture because I like love the cover and I was like I should like talk about this book and one of my uh best friends she was just like oh my gosh are you gonna read it because she loves Libra Bray so mm -hmm. much and she's always like asking me if I'm ever gonna like go back to it so you should 2021 this was not scary at all your threshold for scary is low. i'll tell you like volia because <laughs> those books even though it's so funny because you yeah. love horror but your books are so yeah. whimsical and fun and happily ever after they're just like you know magical fairyland books not these scary I get it. Yeah, I get it all out of my system when I watch scary movies or read scary stuff so that I can write nice things. <laughs> well, thank you. It's all about balance. <laughs> You're welcome. That's cool. No, I will read it eventually. Maybe. I think maybe sometimes I get a little intimidated by the big brick books just because... Yeah, Same. you just because besides, you know, like, obviously, you have kids and you write and like all this stuff, like, it's a big commitment. And it's funny, because I love big books, because then you're like, so immersed in this world, but also like intimidated, because there's so much that I need to do in a day that I don't want to just sit there and read the whole thing at once, because I would. <laughs> so speaking of big books, Stacy read one. <laughs> you want to talk about it? <laughs> yeah, tried to. <laughs> I didn't realize it was that big because I didn't have it in person. So I got the audiobook. Right. And once I was looking at it, I was like, other books are like six hours, seven hours, eight hours. This one's 18 <laughs> hours. Um, and I had a week to read it. Well, yeah. So um, I didn't finish it. I got about a third okay. of the way through the book. 
Um, and I want to keep reading it because I actually really liked it. Um, so I read Legendborn by Tracy Dion. Um, and so, hang on. So it starts out, um, the main character's mother just died. And so the prologue is about the accident and it goes through a lot of like the grief stages. And um, I found the writing to be like really, really, really pretty, like my kind of writing. I think a lot of times when we talk about um, really beautiful writing, we talk about like lush mm -hmm. descriptions and the setting and yada, yada. She really uh, talked about emotion deeply and like in relatable ways. And um, I, it, it was a disappointing that I read the audiobook because I actually wish that I could oh, yeah. highlight lines and go back and find them later. Um, so I did actually a search to see if I could find a couple lines that um, were, that I really liked, um, that other people pointed out. So one is, death is not a connection. It's a sharp cut that severs us. Death separates us from one another, and yet it holds us close. As deeply as we hate it, it loves us more. Um, this one, how does this boy navigate my emotions like a seasoned sailor, finding clear skies and bringing them closer when all I seem to do is hold fast to the storms? Yeah, um, I know. So oh, like, I like that. About a girl. <laughs> it's gorgeous. Um, so yeah, so she's sad about her mother dying. She ends up going to a new school. Um, it's on a college campus. She like gets, uh, I believe in the beginning, her mother like gets really mad that she finds out that she applied for the school and then she dies. Um, and she goes, I think in part to get away. And I'm pretty sure there's some kind of backstory with the mom that we don't know yet. At least I don't know yet because I haven't finished it. Um, and so she goes to a party on like their first weekend and she stumbles upon these like magical creatures. There's a monster and people have, there's warriors that come and attack them and whatever. Um, and she's not supposed to know any of this. She's not supposed to see it. She overhears talk of Merlin and Legendborn and Shadowborn. Um, and then she gets caught and they wipe oh. her memory and it goes back. She wakes up in the morning and she doesn't know what happened. She gets in trouble for being at the party. Um, but it kind of like step by step, she starts figuring out more pieces of this. And the entire first quarter of the book, she's entirely on the outside of okay. this magical system. But she's getting closer and closer to understanding because she has an ability she learns to break the magical hold on her mind when they wind, mind wipe her. And so um, I think she's mind wiped like three times in the beginning of this book. It gets easier and easier for her to break the spell each time. So the third time when she wakes up in the morning, she remembers almost immediately what had happened. Um, and there's a boy that she meets that saves her one time. And she's, he's the only person that she confides in about um, what she knows and what had happened. And she ends up figuring out that something to do with her mother's death was magical because she remembers having her memory wiped after at the hospital after finding out that her mother died. And so she ends up like going in as a spy into this organization to try to figure out what happened with her mother. And Nick is the um, main male character and he's, um, he's important. Apparently he's an, um, a descendant of Arthur, we find out. Ooh. And, um, and he was trying to get away from this like order of Merlin and whatever, whatever. Um, but she kind of drags him back in to help her uncover the secrets. And um, the other aspect of this story that I found like really fascinating is it actually gets into like racial issues in kind of a subtle way. It's like an undercurrent. So um, Brie is black and she, this entire order, everyone is white. Um, it's because it's based on heritage. So it's based on like the um, European heritage of 
King Arthur and the Round Table. Um, and so she's the first black person to ever like become a part of this. And um, so it's not like a huge part of the story, but it, it has these undercurrents that are just really interesting to like see this different perspective. Yeah, that's cool. Um, and so like that was just something that I found fascinating. Kind of relevant for now right. too. Yeah, I feel like I've seen that book a lot of places at the end of 2020. Like it just came out right in like the yeah. autumn or something. Yeah, it was part of the Goodreads Choice Awards, which is the reason I picked it. Um, I was looking at like the list of those and I was like, that looks like hidden magic. I'm going to pick that one. Uh. <laughs> I mean, that sounds really so. cool. I like one of my favorite things. And one of these days I want, I would like want to write one, but Arthurian anything, like I'm just like mm-hmm. fascinated by just like King Arthur and like the whole, like all of that. Mm-hmm. I just love it. So that sounds really cool. Yeah, it hasn't gotten into detail. It's more like they just talk about the names, um, like Merlins are wizards. There's not one person called a Merlin. Okay. That's Merlin. Um, but so I, I'm still yeah. like figuring out how it all works. But um, it's it's interesting. It's an interesting mm-hmm. twist on Yeah, that's cool. Sounds really good. I like that you haven't finished it yet too because like you're in the midst of like yeah. discovering it, you know? So you're kind of just like, right. oh, okay, like it's cool. Because sometimes I feel like you get into parts of the book and you can get just meh, you know, like you don't want to keep going or whatever, Mm -hmm. but it's always fun to like, what do you think about this book in the middle of the book? (laughs) So that's cool. I like that. Maybe we should do an episode with that. Where we can just, where we just read to to the middle. (laughs) (laughs) I read it in a day. Now I have to stop. That's actually like really interesting too. Because I do find that there are different parts of the book that I'm like, I will stop at Mm -hmm. because sometimes I'm like, if I keep going, I will have to read more or, you know, like, so it's like, it's, it it is interesting because I guess as writers, we know that there's like different stages in the book, but as a reader, you don't think about that as much. You're just like, this is fun. It's not fun. I'm going to put it down. (laughs) Like, you know, that's cool. I like the emotional state though. You talked about like the emotional. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think I might actually buy the physical book because, um, yeah, because I want to be able to look back at some of that stuff and I'm liking it enough that I like really. Do you know if it's going to be a series or if it's just the standalone? I don't. I assumed series, but I just assumed. It's true. (laughs) (laughs) Which isn't always true. There have there has been more uh, variation in that recently, for sure. And like in the last year, two years, where it's not just always trilogies, which I think is nice, because sometimes you just need right. one and done. I think it was a test that read um, a standalone that like I put on my list, the Shadow something by Trish Levin. Levin some I think it's the shadows between us yeah so that one was I thought that was going to be serious but it's actually a standalone and I'm like oh okay then like it's going on my list right now (laughs) so that's cool (laughs) I'm excited I want to hear what you think when you're done for sure okay me too right I guess we should talk about the book I read which is kind of funny because you guys all read like these massive books and I read this like tiny little one (laughs) But I read Rebel Bell by Rachel Hawkins, and I really like Rachel's writing um, in general. Her first series that I read by her was the Hex Hall series, and that was like 
my intro not introduction but at that time there wasn't like a lot of academy paranormal in young adult and that's another series that disappointed me in the end but we're not going to talk about that and (laughs) that one was really fun and um so rebel bell is different but also very fun Mm -hmm. and it's about harper who is like the southern bell like she is everything like when you think of like the most southern just all the activities all the talk everything like that's harper like that's who she is she like yeah basically like she wants yep she wants the dresses she wants the balls she wants like the homecoming crown like that's all she's like wanted and yeah it's Mm -hmm. this whole thing and um I haven't read anything that southern so I was very like okay (laughs) like this is cool yeah (laughs) it was different um so she is um basically in the middle of like a ball or something. I don't remember where this happens, but she gets these powers out of nowhere and she becomes a paladin, which is kind of like a guardian. And she becomes a guardian to a guy that she hates, who hates her. So this guy, David, um, they've been in school together since like the beginning of their time and he's like the newspaper reporter and he constantly just like writes bad things about her and he just really doesn't like her because she's so like prim and proper and you know like all the debutante whatever stuff and he just like hates that so much and because she's very popular and all that he like constantly like just writes bad things about her so they clash like crazy and then she gets these powers that she didn't know magic existed in the world and suddenly she's over here wielding a sword trying to protect this boy she hates (laughs) so that's basically the gist of the story um it's very fun I actually really loved her best friend Brie she was very like I don't know Harper was very hard to like at times because she was just spoiled and you know like my way or no other way kind of thing and it's hard to like relate to those kind of characters sometimes you want you want somebody you can like you know root for basically and harper had like a lot of growing to do in that sense because she was very selfish and now she was literally tasked with a job where she has to be selfless <laughs> so it was very fascinating to see how that affected that kind of a character you know and um her relationship with David was interesting too because obviously like they hate each other so suddenly he's being protected by her and he's like what the heck is happening (laughs) like why are we doing this there is a love triangle in this book because she does have a boyfriend in the beginning and I you guys know I'm not like a big fan of love triangles um I didn't have a lot of fun with the way this one was either but there is some things that happen that I was kind of like glad it was a love triangle if that makes sense because it brought more depth to the characters because of what like happened and I don't want to say like what happened so that you guys can like read it discover it for yourself if you haven't read this book um <laughs> but yeah I the reason I picked it up is because it was um sold as like a Buffy the Vampire slayer in the south or something like that like there was like a cutesy little thing and so the writing of the book is very like Buffy the Vampire Slayer-esque in sense that like the 
the hand-to-hand combat and like that fast-paced action, which you guys know I love. (laughs) So um, Mm -hmm. I really like enjoyed that aspect and the fact that it was like really fast-paced and stuff. I have the other two books and I didn't, I like I started book two, but I haven't finished it or anything like that because I just, I like the new, like I liked when they weren't, like when they were still enemies and she had to protect them. You know what I mean? Like that, that aspect, I just really liked it. And so I think like the book as just, maybe it'll be my standalone in a series that I read and just not finish the other two. Um, But I just thought it was really fun. I liked it a lot and it was very fast, fast read. Sounds fun. That sounds cute, yeah. I liked it. And I mean, it's obviously worked for the hidden magic thing because she's just like, magic? What is magic? Give me a pretty dress and walk me around a room, you know? (laughs) And that's it. So (laughs) it was really cool. Um, I love characters just like being thrust into the hidden world aspect (laughs) because it's just fun to see them. It's a fascinating Mm -hmm. trope. I mean, everyone fell in love with Harry Potter. I haven't read a lot. Yeah, I haven't read a lot Mm -hmm. of it lately. I feel like it hasn't been real big lately. Um, there's only a couple, and it was kind of yeah. hard to find something that was newer. Um, but it, it is. I, I, I'd like it to shift back that way because it's it was mm-hmm. fun to get back into it. Are you going to say, Kristen? Oh, I was just going to say, um, well, and there's some confusion. confusion. First of all, I agree with Stacy. I feel like it has um, kind of gone through a cycle where it ha- was really popular, and now it's less mm-hmm. popular. It's not as much as coming out with The Hidden World. But uh, when I asked um, people, I was like, what books do you love that are hidden magic? And I um, put a shout out. A lot of people um, were were confusing portal fantasy with hidden magic. So hmm. maybe mm-hmm. you want to take a minute and explain the nuance difference there. Who? Well, I um, think you should do it. Go for it, Kristen. Portal fantasy, you see a lot um, with contemporary fae where people go through a portal and then they find themselves in the fae world. Or you see it a lot in middle grade. Um, portal fantasy is, is very common in middle grade where some like a regular human child yes stumbles through and a lot of people when I said hidden world Narnia was I got a ton of people who were like Narnia Mm -hmm. you know that's 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 very portal portal fantasy fantasy. and so um, the difference is is that hidden world is it takes place on earth and the magic is on earth Um, but at the same time there can be it can be gray because there can be a portal aspect to a hidden world so I would consider Mm -hmm. Harry Potter a portal fantasy because there's always a point where Harry Potter has to go through some kind of a barrier to enter the magical world. Magic can happen, but That's it's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's illegal in, in regular world, right? So he has to always yeah. go through a wall to get to Diagon Alley or through the platform at nine and three quarters to get to the train. And the train is um, how he gets to the magical realm where magic is common. Mm-hmm. And the same with Fablehaven. Every time like magic can happen in the regular world, but for the characters to um, truly experience it or quote legally experience it, they have to go through a gate 
literal gate into the Fable Haven uh, property. So, so the lines can be blurred. So I can see why people would get confused or um, not not be sure. I wasn't sure. I had to mm -hmm. go back and research it and make sure I understood <laughs> so that I was coming with the proper book. Right. So yeah. So there's it, there's a, a difference, but it's also a little bit gray. Yeah, that's actually really interesting because I do feel like there is yeah. a lot of portal fantasy. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like that's what is or has been published for the last like couple of years. Like, that's what been the big one. Yeah. In, in and the YA. hidden magic aspect mm -hmm. went, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then the hidden magic went away and like, but you know, dystopian magic, or whatever. <laughs> portal magic in middle yeah. grade has been like popular and continues to be. Right. Yeah, when I think of portal magic, I think of like you're just in the human world and then you go into the fantasy world and you're there for the rest of the mm -hmm. story and then you come back to the human world later. Yes. But, um, hidden magic is more like it's intertwined and you're yes. shifting yeah. back and forth and you have to deal with both. At the would same you say time. then, so if Harry Potter is like portal magic for you, would like Percy Jackson be hidden world? Because it takes, I mean, it's gods on in their world, right? And they do have Olympus, but everything's happening yeah. in this world. Mm -hmm. Uh, going back to Shadow Hunters, um, most of it does take place in this world, but the institutes that they have in all of the major cities are hidden from the world, right. and they have to have Shadow Hunter blood to even enter into them. So a normal person. But those couldn't. are kind of like veiled. I don't know if I wouldn't consider that portal though. Like it is. I, I see where like the lines are. Right. It's blurred. Blurry, yeah. But, right. But. But that's where they can go and yeah. not have to keep it a secret because everyone inside knows but then once they exit again that's when they need to they do go to hit. a portal don't they go to fairy though so fairy would be a portal okay. yeah. yeah oh yeah. yeah so there's a por portal in there there is and when they um they're they do have they're, that one city right it's just a country oh, Idris. Yeah. Oh. it's a country that's like in between a couple of countries in europe i can't remember which ones it's between but um yeah, that you kind of have to go through a portal to get into mm. there. That's like a very Ooh. yeah, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. I didn't think about it that way. <laughs> that they are they kind of they kind of they go do. together uh -huh. sometimes. This yeah. hidden you, magic. You know, I, I was I was just thinking um some movies that would work for hidden magic would be like Men in Black, sci-fi. Um, okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's interesting. I think we had like a similar uh, conversation when we did the enemies to lovers, right? Because the enemies to lovers versus, um, I don't like, I remember there was like a distinction where sometimes, um, the enemies to lovers gets blurred as well because it's to a point where like, is it, do you remember, do you remember that vaguely? Yeah. 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 It was like, it was, it was hate, hate. To love. Yes. It was hate. Hate to love yes, or enemies to lovers. Because yeah. I feel like, uh, yeah, so it's it's kind of fascinating to like see how, um, even though they're like distinct tropes, mm -hmm. like we don't we don't mm -hmm. think about them the same way. Because if I even like Kristen, she asked people and they went straight to portal fantasy, you know, because they didn't think. But as yeah. writers, we're like, okay, well, we need to just define the exact trope we're trying to do here because <laughs> apparently yes. it can yeah. be more than one. Um, that's cool. This is why I love this, actually, because I think just like reading these books and discussing them in like the small group setting, like a book club, like focusing on the tropes, I think it's like really fun to 
just like I don't know I feel like I learn things all the time <laughs> I'm just gonna say that yeah. I learn a lot every time I am a part of this or listen yeah, to this that's fun well yeah <laughs> well and we gave some um recommendations for like movies but we also have some indie recommendations yeah. I wanted to recommend one of Valia's <laughs> books. Her series, the Blackwood Prison series, is Hidden Magic. Would you say it was? It does have Portal in the second book. So, yeah. Yes. yeah. So, there you so go. I blur so, too. <laughs> it's blurred in there. Yeah. Um, the first book is called Witch Condemned, and the main character, she's in prison, and crazy things happen. And she's assigned to a warden who I'm assuming they hate each other. Yes, very much so. <laughs> very much so. <laughs> but she learns that he's a, and I don't want to give away spoilers, but he's a part of something. And this, what's kind of cool about this too, so she's a witch and she has mm-hmm. to keep that a secret that she's a witch. Um, but a big part of this takes place in St. Petersburg, Russia. <laughs> Valia told us some fun stories, like some of the um, influences on this book. Oh, yeah. Share the story <laughs> that you told us. I guess. Um, yeah, so this, so yeah, like she said, a lot of the um, the first book especially most of the second book too, but it takes place in St. Petersburg, which is where I grew up. And um, it was really fun for me to go back and like rediscover these places that I've actually lived in. And so like, when they go to a certain place to like spend the night, it's like an apartment that I lived at. And that apartment has like a warehouse and a park across the street and the uh, river that, so St. Petersburg is built on a swamp and there's a river that goes through the whole city and um, it goes into Finland. And so these tourists would take these little cruise ships from Finland and they would come and park basically next to my house on the river. And so my mom and I would like walk that pier. And that was like my first introduction to Americans, these like super, not all old, but super rich, (laughs) older people getting off these tiny cruise ships and just like going everywhere and doing things that tourists do. But um yeah it was really fun because there's a scene where she actually like goes there and she does something and I'm like yeah (laughs) I mean I didn't do what she does so if you guys read it don't judge me I was not a felon but (laughs) she (laughs) she does certain things so yeah but it was really fun it was really fun describing like they go to the Hermitage, which is like, you know, the Winter Palace, and they go through all the rooms. So I got to like describe some of the rooms that I love. And they like go to the Summer Palace at one point, and I got to like describe the gardens. And it was just like really, really fun to just like revisit like my old stopping grounds <laughs> through this character. Your childhood stomping grounds, right? Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. I think that's, I love that you have little bits of Russia in so many of your stories. Yeah. I mean, my people are probably like, my readers are like, can you, can you just stop talking about this? But I'm like, never. <laughs> yeah. No, never stop talking about fun. it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there's, there's a lot of like, 
my mom has been reading my books. She always reads my books and she loves them. And so she gets really excited when she sees something. She's just like, oh my gosh, I know what you're talking about, you know? And it's exciting for her to read something that, you know, like our old apartment and how I remember it versus how she remembers it. So um, yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun writing that series. And the fourth one will be released in the spring of 2021. Yep. And then it'll be complete. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> read her book thank you, thank you. <laughs> Kristen did you have a recommendation too I do um and actually it is Joanna's um jo Yay. so <laughs> Joanna Reader, um, I read Fidget it's been a while since I read it it but it is a perfect example of a hidden world um there's shifters and what I liked about Frigid is it it's actually um because the shifter world is, is um, written in with contemporary books, but Joanna took the world and also wrote this prequel series. So, and it's the 1800s, I believe. Is that right, Joanna? So it's this. Yes. Yeah. Going back to my inspiration from the Infernal yeah. Devices, end of the 1800s. <laughs> so it's the same time period as the Infernal Devices, and which actually not very many authors write in that time period, especially so historical fantasy is pretty rare to, to find. I know that Charlie Holmberg, her paper magician is also historical fantasy, but slightly different time period. So it doesn't totally match up. And hers is based in England. So it's, it's and I think yours, wasn't it based in Oregon? Washington. Washington, yes. oh, Pacific Northwest. <laughs> Pacific Northwest. So, <laughs> um, I'm in Oregon, so I just like to- It was Vancouver, Washington. <laughs> okay, there we go. So it is, it, it's, so it's rare to find, first of all, any fantasy books from that time period, and then mm -hmm. also in the Pacific Northwest, and not like in California or New York. New so, York, yep, yes. right. or London. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So have one in the United States at all, let alone Pacific Northwest. So it's a unique location, and of course, one that is near and dear to my heart. I really liked it. And then also the the shifters are interesting because we often see like a werewolf shifter or um, something along those lines. And in um, this world, the shifters are, are, I've never, I don't, I don't want to say too much about them, but they're very unique. They, cause they, um, they start to trickle in. You start to learn about the shifters just a little bit at a time in this prequel series, but they are very different. And what's unusual about this character is that um, she's looking at it from, well, okay, so let me back up a little bit. So usually, <laughs> I know, like, let me go back. <laughs> Whenever you have a character with magic, you either, they're either very powerful or there has to be some sort of bad thing about them that makes the people dislike them so that they are not the power players of the world. And so in, uh, you know, I'm sure there's other other ways to do it but those that's just like a basic breakdown so in joanna's world in the um it's called frost boarding house series so in this in this world <clears throat> there's prejudice against shifters and so the main character who doesn't have magic or does she <laughs> she has a prejudice against people with magic but a lot of people do that's very common and so this character, um, her name's Camilla, the main character. She has a huge character arc. It's actually pretty rare to find books 
with characters that have such a massive character arc um, where she starts out really having a strong dislike for shifters and then uh, grows as a human and, and also grows in compassion and changes her, her, her um, viewpoint of magical creatures begins to change. And so um, that I thought that was really well done too. It's definitely a book I recommend. It is a sweet romance, historical fantasy, and, and I, a lovely book, super recommend it, especially if you're looking for something in hidden world. This one is unique and an excellent book. Thank you, Kristen. <laughs> that series is complete, right? Yes, it is. Yeah. So, it's a trilogy. Yep. Binge readers, this is for you. Mm-hmm. Love historical fantasy. Love it. Stacy, you had one too, right? Yes. I get to talk <laughs> about my favorite author. Yeah. Yeah. I know you're excited. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody knows I'm an Annette Marie fangirl. And so I'm going to talk about one of her books um, Three Mages and a Margarita. Um, which is kind of like an urban fantasy. It's quirky and it's not usually like tonally, it's not what I usually read, but I um, read some of her other books and jumped to this one and I really liked it. So it is about a very snarky bartender who um, lost her job because she can't keep her mouth shut. And um, <laughs> she fights with the people drinking there all the time. And um, I, she thinks, thinks she drew threw a drink on someone and got fired. And she ends up finding a new job posting kind of by accident. And she goes into a place and she is so stubborn, apparently. She goes through a magical force field that's supposed to stop humans from going through. It gives them like a feeling of revulsion, like don't go farther, don't go farther. And she pushes through it and she goes in and they don't even realize that she's human. And she goes into a, they go into, she goes into a magical guild and she doesn't know where she's at. They don't know that she doesn't belong there. And they do a trial run as a bartender um, for this magical guild. And she ends up throwing drinks on <laughs> three mages. And apparently they like it. <laughs> magical people, man. <laughs> so they were like, well, she's hard enough. Like she's tough enough that she can handle this because some of the people here are not nice. And... <laughs> Um, so they end up giving her a job and eventually they learn that she has no magical abilities and she's not supposed to know about the magical world. (laughs) Um, and so actually it goes for like several books where she's, um, they kind of try to keep her secret because she gets to know more of the people and, Mm -hmm. um, it's slow burn romance. There's a romance, but it takes a while to get there and it's just a fun story. That sounds fun. fun. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. I'll have to. Once again, put add it to my list. Read <laughs> Annette Marie. Yes. I actually have like I actually have like two, I think, of her books um that I got since like listening to you talk about her. <laughs> and I'm like, I just need to read them. But yeah. That was a nice good. easy read. Like it's not real dark or deep, at least in the beginning. It gets there eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just fun. Yeah which sometimes you just need fun. Right. Yeah, I think a lot of people want fun, yeah. you especially, know, yeah. especially when when things are hard, like that's yeah. what you want. Yeah. Well, good. Well, this was fun, I think, yeah. this whole yeah, episode. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so yay us. I'm very uh, thankful you guys are here. And um, yeah, in the next episode, we'll have some fami- familiar voices coming back. Um and a new one. So you're pretty much almost done meeting everybody in 
our group. So I'm like kind of excited to just have like everybody on the show at this point. Um, But yeah, let's talk about what we're reading next week. So Joanna, what are you reading this week? I'm reading Cursed by the Gods by Ray Wagner. As we're recommended by Kristen. It's homework. I love Ray. It's homework. <laughs> That's fun. I love Ray. Like all of her books so much. She's my she's one of my favorites. Kristen, what are you reading? That that's so funny because I just talked to Ray yesterday. <laughs> she's awesome. I love her. Um I'm actually reading nonfiction right now. And okay. um Ray and I were just talking about well, about that. So, and it's uh, craft books. I know that's super boring. And I'm reading um, <laughs> sci-fi and fantasy short stories almost every night. Cool. Stacy. what about you? I'm going to keep reading Legendborn for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, yes, I'm only about a third of the way through, so I've got plenty of reading material. Um, I also have another one on my to-be-read list is um, Ice Planet Barbarians by Ruby Dixon, which is a alien romance hmm. okay and i've just been really curious about this genre. it's not my thing at all i don't usually okay kind of stuff. <laughs> um, but yeah no, i'm just it's an experiment and i want to try it <laughs> is it is a young adult or adult no <laughs> <laughs> um yeah no it's like erotic romance oh okay yeah <laughs> i was like it's gonna be interesting <laughs> the title sounds like really fun though apparently it's kind of sweet but yeah it, it goes there so <laughs> okay all right what am I reading this week? Um, I think, well, I'm finishing up a trilogy today, hopefully. And then I think I'm going to read the Alex Harrow book, uh, Once Once Upon a Witch, I think it's called. Um, it came out at the end of 2020. And it is just like everything that I want in a book about witches. So <laughs> I'm very, very excited. I've heard really amazing things about it. So it's it's a big book though. So, you know, me and my fear of big books, yeah. but I think I'm just going to do it. I think I'm just going to commit and read it and see see how it goes. So, <laughs> but thank you for listening to Reading Queens. We're really glad that you hang out with us every week. So hopefully... You keep coming back and we'll keep recording more episodes. But before you go, please take a moment to leave us a review. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Reading Queens Pod and stay tuned for next week. Happy reading. Bye. 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 Bye.